welcome everyone to episode 25 of Today in the Scene. I'm Joe with Indie Arcade Wave, and this week we're going to dive into an arcade just outside of Orlando. Um, this arcade has a massive selection of games from Killer Queen to Japanese Rhythm and just about everything in between. Um, they're actually one of the largest arcades in the country, if not in the world. Uh, that is Arcade Monsters. So I just want to welcome the owner of the arcade. Uh, thanks for joining us, Adrian Ravello. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. How are you uh, doing today, man? Thank you for having us, Joseph. We greatly appreciate your time, and we look forward to speaking with you. Awesome. Yeah, I've I've been kind of in touch with you guys a little bit here, and I've been following what you guys are doing. Um, there's so many things that I could ask you about. I just, I've got a handful of them, and I might have more questions for you afterwards, but let's just jump right into it. So, Adrian, yeah. tell me a little bit about yourself and how you uh, got into the arcade business. Oh man, I uh, I grew up in a little town, well, not a little town, kind of little town, um, in uh, New York called Yonkers, and in Yonkers there was a huge arcade um, called Nathan's, and since I can remember, my dad would take me to Nathan's, um, and they had about I don't know maybe seventy five games, but um, there was always lines to play, and uh, it was just a really good time where you would meet people. Later on in life, my dad opened an, an arcade. Um, probably in the late eighties when the council console boom started, um, he had it open for about three, four years. And then, um, just home consoles took over and, and put out, out a lot of businesses, um, a lot of small arcades in particular. Um, so he, at that time moved away from the arcade business. He still had a few routes and stuff like that, but, uh, it was more like a side thing for him. He, he was an, a full-time engineer, uh, working for Harris Corp up in, uh, up in New York. So um, he did that and, you know, that combined with my upbringing in Yonkers. See, in Yonkers, there's a lot of uh, what you call bodegas, which are little small corner stores. So on top of going to Nathan's, in between, you know, the times I would get to go there, I would visit these bodegas and uh, play games. And they had these little back rooms and they would have maybe like a Street Fighter 2 set up, um, NBA Jam. And you also had pizzerias that had you know, setups with, you know, a lot of, a lot of the classics, you know, know today, you know, Simpsons, NBA Jam, X-Men, whatever you can Yeah, they'll have a little selection kind of in the back. Yeah, a little selection in the back and you would play, sometimes it would skip school and just play Street Fighter all day or, or what have you. But yeah, there's, there's, there was arcade games everywhere um, in my life growing up in in New York and in Yonkers in particular. Um, So it was always a, a great memory. I made a lot of lifelong friends playing in these places. And then when I got older, turned to a teen, I was able to go out to Chinatown Fair and and, and Playland and play games there at these, at these larger arcades where you had a lot of really competitive players going. And, and I mean, I would get my ass kicked in Street Fighter and, you know, Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, everything you can think of. Um, and uh, again, I just made a lot of great friends. I would learn from them. You know, you would go there. Yeah, you would get your ass kicked, but you would learn you know, tips and techniques from people, people who want to show you. So um, it was nice. And there was, there was just a great community around all those places. And you know, that stuck with me in my life. Um, later on, I went on, uh, you know, my, my lifelong passion besides video games was to become a college baseball player. I was able to accomplish that. But then, you know, my senior year of college didn't work out. I got hurt. So uh, I fell back and started working uh, for the government. A few years into that, actually nine years into that, I said, you know what? I got to go back and do something I'm passionate about, something I love. And that's when I got back into arcades and I decided to open up an arcade 
uh, with one of my best friends. Um, so we, you know, we opened up Arcade Monsters here in Orlando. My dad helped us fix a lot of the games and get them ready to open up. And with the help of a, a few guys that were still in you know, the hobby here in Orlando, we were able to, you know, accumulate quite a few games. We started out with a, about, say about 80. And um, that quickly grew to 120, which is now up to 200. Um, so, yeah, we doubled in size with a little over a year. And here we are, you know, one of the largest arcade bars in the world and one of the largest arcades, period, in the world. And we've become the largest in Florida by far. Um, but, you know, it's not about the size all the time. It's about the quality of the game. So, you know, me being a gamer, I'm, I've hand-selected every game that's in here and, and and I've made sure that we have some of the greatest games ever created. And if you come in here one day, you'll see that, uh, yeah, our lineup is is amazing. It's probably one of the most diverse um and solid lineups in the um in the in the arcade world period and a lot of people come in and tell us that so we're proud of that and um yeah yeah i love hearing the story come full circle with your dad having that arcade back in the day and then comes in and helps you fix up some games to get everything moving with your current project um so you've kind of touched on it a little bit can you tell me the story of how arcade monsters started like from zero to where it is and what sets you apart from other arcades in the area sure so yeah well like i said i was working for the government and um just during the time i just you know i I was i was happy i was doing a a noble thing and i was i was able to work with soldiers and did a lot of soldier training and, and it was great um for the time it lasted which was almost 10 years but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to a little change of pace, and I wanted to do something that I was really, really passionate about. And um, you know, we started uh, started small. We just started buying games, and sometimes I would leave work, uh, uh, or I would be on an installation somewhere in the middle of nowhere in a on, a, on an army base, and I'd be purchasing games on eBay <laughs> or whatever website. And That's I, passion right there. And I would wake up every morning and all I'd think about is, you know, games and buying games and getting back into, you know, the gaming world, um, which I've always been in it. Um, but I, I, I never owned that many uh, cabinets at one time. I always had a few cabinets in my garage, and, but um, never that many. So we just started buying up games. As soon as they popped up, we would we would run and purchase them. And um, even if we had to drive out of the state or across the country, we would do that and it was just a grind man for like two years just buying as many good cabs and and trying to find a location and a lot of people didn't want us um they didn't want to give us the opportunity to open up and 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 there's a lot of these mom and pop plazas and and a lot of actually a lot of corporate plazas didn't didn't want us either they didn't understand the concept of you know an arcade like what arcades like those things are dead you know that's just gonna bring riffraff or whatever and we got turned down a lot. And finally, this guy believed in us and the concept. I was able to convince him that, you know, we were going to be different from, from the arcades he had imagined from back in the 90s and 2000s and 80s. And I told him about my concept and I had all these amazing artists I was going to bring in. And it was going to be, you know, just a really, really good place to bring people together. So we got the opportunity to do so. Uh, along with the mayor who actually backed us up too. So that was huge. Um, it's a big know, endorsement. Huge endorsement. 
the city, the city, even with the mayor endorse, endorsing us, um, attempted to, um, um, to, to kind of put a lot of roadblocks in our way. Um, and they actually had to change, the mayor helped us change a few laws here so we could get open, which is crazy. But um, finally, after I think about a year of dealing with all that, we were able to open our doors. And ever since then, it's been just so much support from the community. And uh, for the second part of the question, what sets us apart is, uh, I think attention to detail is the biggest thing that sets us apart. Um, a lot of arcades around the country, you'll see them. Um, they'll, you know, they'll have some games in a in a big open space, and they really have no character. Or they have a few games in the lineup, and you can tell that the guys, yeah, they might be maybe they're bar guys, but they they're not real gamers, so they don't really know, you know, what games. Uh, what, what games are fun you know, people buy these games that yeah maybe they played a few times and when they were a kid but they're not really you know popular games that are actually fun to play uh, a lot of these collector guys they love these rare games and a lot of, i'll be honest with you a lot of them suck um but there are a lot of rare classics that are good as well so you can't you know it's anyway so basically back to what sets us apart yeah it's attention to detail so my game lineup is you know, a lot of fun games, a lot of multiplayer fun games, um, rhythm games that a lot of people don't have um, that are fun. Again, I'm not just going to buy a game just to buy it, just to say I have it just because it's rare. It has to be actually the playability on it and the replayability has to be has to be high. So um, it has to be a good game. Um, so, yeah, a lot of that attention to detail and creating the environment, creating the atmosphere. Um hiring people that make you feel welcome and loved when you come in the arcade. Um, so it's like, you know, it's a family atmosphere. Everybody from from the people that cook to the people at the front. Um, if I don't feel like they're loving good people, they're not going to be a part of this family. They're not going to they're not going to help us on this voyage to uh, continue to open arcade monsters locations across the country. And um, again, games, environment, attention to detail, everything, everything we do is attention to detail and just making sure we can continue to enhance every aspect of the experience. Once you walk in, you gave me like the perfect segue into the next question. And that was the aesthetic of your arcade, like looking at these pictures and you guys post a ton of videos and everything on Instagram. And it seems like every video is shot in a different arcade. Like it feels like there's so much going on and there's different rooms all over the place and this custom art, like all the anime art and pop culture art that you have around the arcade is fantastic. I want to know what it was like to have all that art done. Who did it for you? And what drove you to get... I mean, it seems like the whole arcade is custom art. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, everything is custom art. Um, uh, early on, uh, a friend, a good friend of mine um, that's uh, an artist that he works for um, Disney... Um, uh, he came in and, and just did a bunch of canvases for us. Um, and he charged very little. I mean, he, he knew that we were opening with a, with a few dimes, so he didn't want to kill us, but he did a bunch of cool, cool portraits. And what you see is the eighties room. So in that room, you see a lot of the portraits and, um, what well, well, actually it used to be the eighties room. Now it's more nineties games. Um, so he did a lot of that. And then we had Ginky Goth come in, which is a, um, uh, more of an anime uh, they do a lot of anime art at conventions and stuff like that 
if you ever go to CEO or a convention like that, you'll see their booth. They're super talented. They're based out of here, out of Orlando. They're a husband and wife team. And actually they were up on a scaffold um, painting and she's, the wife was, you know, seven months pregnant up there, 20 feet up in, in, in the air, painting our walls. And I was just, man, it, <laughs> it, it was tough to watch, but she did a great job. And it took them about, I don't know, four months to, to do um, the expansion room. Um, and it's just deep line by line, a lot of detail. And then we had a, a good friend of mine um, that actually is a cook here. Her daughter um, did the bar area and she did it freehand without, you know, a lot of the times artists use, um, what, what is it that they Projectors. use? Yeah, they stencils. Use a, not really stencils, but projectors, these little mini projectors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They use them, they'll kind of project the image on the wall and then they'll trace it. I mean, this girl did our bar without tracing anything. She did it freehand. I mean, it was amazing. That's wild. Yeah, it was amazing. She is, she is a great talent. She also helped me illustrate a book that I wrote to a, a children's story that I wrote for my daughter, uh, which is not related to arcade stuff. But she's uh, really talented. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm lucky to be surrounded by a lot of talented artists, and um, yeah, everybody came together to help, and it's just been great. I want to continue it because it, when people come in here, they're just in awe. Uh, you should see the bath. I don't know if you saw the bathrooms. The bathrooms are amazing as well. I no, mean, every, I don't think I saw those. Yeah, I'm trying to get every every little piece of white wall that I can find has to have some art in it. Even our meeting room is full of art. Um, so it just adds character and, and it feels good to be around it. Yeah, it, it keeps the energy of the arcade moving. I mean, it's it's always in that constant state of, of I mean, there's just so much nostalgia in those images too for yep. anybody that grew up watching those cartoons or loved those exactly. animes or played those games, all that stuff. Yep. Um, I'm curious as to what indie games you guys have there. Cause I know I've seen a handful of them. Um, and with that also, are there any other indie games you guys are looking at? Um, so we have killer queen, obviously, which is hard to miss. If you ever see one of our walkthroughs and then oh, we massive. Have, yeah. And then we have black emperor, um, which um, Bumblebear sent to us as a prototype. So we were lucky to get that. Um, that was huge. Um, and it's funny, since we got Black Emperor, so many arcades in the surrounding area want it <laughs> because we have it. Um, so, yeah, Bumblebear has been really good to us. I, I'd, I'd like to reach out. I tried to reach out to the guys from Cosmotron to make Cosmotrons because I wanted to get a Cosmotron cab, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if the negotiation fell through, but yeah, basically any indie developer out there I'm willing to work with or talk to and uh, work out getting a cab in here um, because it's beneficial to both of us, beneficial to us to get an, in more indie cabs um, just because they're great and, um, and beneficial to them to get the word out because once Arcade Monsters puts a, a cab out, uh, you see everyone else takes notice. And I don't mean to sound cocky by saying that, but it's just uh, we have a large following of people on social media, and we're we're well respected in the in the gaming world. Uh, what we've done in these in these two years has just shown that our game lineup is you know is is, is well respected. Um, so another game, actually, there was one game I was looking at. Um, have you heard of Tipsy Raccoons? Yeah, I'm actually uh, going to be talking to them pretty soon here. Yeah, I'd be interested in getting one of those cabs in here too. Um, Rashlander. Um, that one's out of Griffin Aerotech, right? I just spoke with uh, Chris yesterday about Sky Cursors. 
Yeah. Um, and then there was one more that was kind of like a silly game, and I forgot what it's called right now, but I want it. What was it called? No, 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 no. The duck game that's on that's that's on on uh, consoles right now. <laughs> um, Jesus, I can't remember right now. Anyway, it'll probably come to me before we end the interview. But yeah, those, well, are, those are the games. Maybe we'll have to talk a little bit more later because uh, I can get in touch with Shane pretty easily about Cosmotrons, and then uh, Galactic Battleground would definitely be interested in coming down there too. Uh, yeah, I work yeah. with that team. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, I just need the avenue to talk to these guys and see what we can work out. Um, the, tough awesome. part, the tough part, I'll be honest with you, and this is something I don't know how the indie game community can fix this, but the tough part is paying five grand for an indie cab. Um, oh, you know what game I like as well is Death Ball. I'd like a Death Ball cab. Yep, um, I talk to Tony all the time. I love good Death. guy. I game love- is so much fun. Yeah, that's probably my right now besides the two. Games that we have from Bumblebee, that's probably my favorite indie game is Death Ball, and I, I definitely want a cab. But the tough well, part is... We'll uh, definitely figure this all out later, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But we'll that talk. that's that's <laughs> 6000 I'm I'm with you. I agree. I mean, it it is a high price, but it is, it's pretty expensive for indie developers to make those cabinets. Um, so it makes sense in the long run. Um, and there's a whole bunch that goes on with it. Um, but I was wondering about the arcade olympics so i've seen pictures and videos of that what what was that all about so we yeah we ran the first arcade olympics we had walter day here and brian collin uh the creator of rampage and you know walter day is uh creator of uh, twin galaxies yep yep first record keeping company um and we just ran the first arcade olympics and we had different categories we had an indie game category which i don't know if you saw um and then we had rhythm games we had pinball and we had classic cabs and consoles and stuff like that we were going to do the second one this year but then you know what happened with uh with the whole coronavirus um the the arcade world stopped the whole pandemic just stopped um, the entire gaming community i mean we don't even have smash tournaments anymore uh, because folks just don't feel comfortable coming out and, and that's you know I definitely respect that and I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. So we decided to cancel it this year, but we, we, we would like to, hopefully, if everything goes well and we can hold one next year. Yeah, I mean it it looked like it was really cool. You guys had a ton of people out and I did I did see a little bit of it um with the Killer Queen side of it. I saw that uh the guys out from Glitch Bar um in Fort Lauderdale took yeah. the the winnings yeah, um, yeah. i've been out there before went out for uh queen's gone wild which was a super it was a total blast the other year um we spoke a little bit before about this with you guys being in such a prime location being right outside of orlando and you brought it up again with the artists that you guys have um that came in and did all the art for you i'm curious as to if you have any crazy stories about celebrities that uh had visited the arcade um yeah, besides like Billy Mitch and all the guys in the gaming world, uh, we had that I know of. I mean, I don't want to give away two names. A few, because a few guys still come here and they don't kind of want to be incognito when they come. Mm-hmm. Um, oh damn, I don't even know if I. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, let me. I, see, that's the thing. Um, yes, there are celebrities that come here. Let me just say that there are celebrities that come here, but I don't want them to feel uncomfortable because we we have a good relationship with them and we don't want um them to feel uncomfortable when they come here um 
yeah, let's just keep it at that. They are some sort that, of good company. That makes perfect sense to me. Honestly, obviously, <laughs> you want to you want to keep that family environment and keep it comfortable for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell me about some of the events that you guys run because I see you guys are always. It seems like you always have something going on every day of the week. What do you guys do to keep traffic coming in through the door, especially now? Oh, um, so yeah, we've been blessed. I don't, I don't know what type of magic we've conjured here to get so many people to come out every day. But even if we don't have events, it's just every night is, um, it's just a good night. Um, even, even during the pandemic, which I, I was, I'm amazed to see, honestly, because you would think that people wouldn't want to be in, the, uh, wouldn't be want to be touching games that others have touched although we do our due diligence and wipe everything down constantly we do a great job of that and we have sanitation stations and and now we're putting up uh, the barriers and so yeah but yeah we've been blessed uh we do have um we we're starting back up now um different nights but uh, to be honest with you people honestly just come here purely to game um, you got the rhythm game community that comes here all the time. Um, you got the pinball guys that come here all the time. We got the fighting game community. Um, then you got people that are just here on date nights and just here to hang out and are just introducing themselves into classic gaming and indie game and rhythm gaming. Um, so it's it's a great mix of people that are always coming through the doors. Then you got the people that are here for special events, for birthdays. And you got the people that love our food and come here just to eat. Um, we also have Cuban food. I, I'm, my parents were Cuban. I grew up, you know, grew up in a Cuban household. Uh, my grandmother's cooking recipes from Cuba, and um, I wanted to keep that alive. So I stole all the recipes, and and um, now I'm serving them to people. But yeah, like I'm looking on the cameras right now as we speak, and there's people in every room playing games and enjoying themselves. And uh, I think it's just a testament to to the again back to the environment we've created and, and the game lineup, and you just can't deny those things. When you when you put um, effort into having an amazing, probably what I think is probably the best game lineup in, in any arcade, um, then you just can't deny it. I mean, you want to come back and have fun. People come here a lot and they tell me, listen, I've been here for like five hours and it's my first time here. And you, you can even go on Google and see the average time here is four and a half hours. So people spend um, a long time here. And it's just, again, Back to the attention to detail. You, you got to put effort in, into creating a unique place. You can't just put a bunch of games in a square building. You can't. You can't not have a you know the old school arcade rug. You can't not have um, you know cool art. You can't half ass on any of those things um, because when you do, you know the results will show. Uh, people want to go out and take Instagram photos. They want to feel like they're in a unique place and they're getting you know every bang for their buck. Even people that come in here and and don't you know play. Um, they're just having a great time because it's surrounded by the cool factor, which is, you know, all the art and, and the cool drinks we serve. And it's a lot that goes into it. It, it. The way I tell my employees is we're, we're like five businesses in one, you know? So we're a bar, we're a restaurant, we're an arcade. Sometimes we're a nightclub, <laughs> you know, sometimes we're, we're, we're a gaming lounge. So we're a bunch of things in one. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it definitely seems like that with all the videos I've seen. And I, I want to mention the, you said you stole the family recipes. You can't steal family recipes. You just give them out to other people. You just show love to your ancestors. Right. right. Um, no, I was just, I was joking with that, but my, I know, I know. my grandmother gave them to me willing, willingly. Of <laughs> and uh, I made sure I videotaped her when she gave me those recipes. <laughs> I'll never lose um, them. 
<laughs> you've you've mentioned a lot of times how you put so much detail into the lineup and all the games that you have. I'm curious from your perspective, what are your top five games you have in the arcade? Ooh. That's a loaded question. I know you have over 200. Well, I got to go back to my roots for number one. Uh, Street Fighter, Hyper Fighting, Turbo. That's my number one. Probably my favorite game. People come here just to play me in that. Um, Definitely fair. On the weekends, you'll see a group of us just huddled around that, just going at it and just having fun. Uh, that'll be my number one. Um, I like Robotron, uh, Robo, Robotron <laughs> 2038. <laughs> Robotron 2038, uh, which is a game from the 80s. Probably the most retro, coolest game you can play, man. Difficult controls. Yeah, difficult controls, but so, oh my God, so fun. So retro, so cool. Just reminds me of my childhood. And, uh, you know, I'm old. So, um, let's see. That's two. Oh, man. Actually, I love Black Emperor. I, I freaking love Black Emperor. It's so fun. Uh, I'll throw Black Emperor in there for number three. I'm pretty good at Killer Queen, but I'm not gonna since it's it's so tough for me to to play it on a consistent basis because you need ten people. I'm not gonna right. put it, I'm not gonna put it in my top five, but it is one of my favorites. Um, I'm good at being the queen. Sometimes I'll just play people by myself and just murk them. I'll play like a whole team of five a lot of, and I'll just beat them by myself. Uh, <laughs> um, let me see. I like Dance Rush now. Dance Rush is a new rhythm game um, because I'm is that the I'm, one that that's kind of like DDR, but it doesn't have arrows. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I've never been good at dance games or rhythm games at all, but um, I find myself being able to skip the gym by playing a little bit of Dance Rush. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my motivation for Dance Rush, uh, and I like pin. I'm actually getting more into pinball as well too. Um, let me see. What would be my fifth? Killer Instinct's a great game. Ice Cold Beers. Let me throw Ice Cold Beer in there. I'll say Ice that's Cold. a really good one. Yeah, Ice Cold Beer. That'll be my fifth. Gotcha. That's a that's a solid five game lineup. I mean, yeah. anybody that would have that in the garage would be happy. Um, Fair question, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I can't even believe that you picked five that fast out of having that many games. That was that was a pretty quick response. I love Initial um, D. I love Initial D too. I forgot. Oh, super good, super good game. That'll be my bonus one. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that's about all I've got for you. I want you to shout out all your social media so anybody that's listening can find you guys. Yeah. So um, on Instagram, it's just Arcade Monsters. Um, and then on Facebook, it's The Arcade Monsters. On TikTok, what are we? Arcade Monsters. Arcade Monsters. Yeah, we're booming on TikTok right now. We, just, mm-hmm. we did a post and it got like 500,000 views, which I thought was awesome. Um, and, then, and then the website is ArcadeMonsters.com. And then you you just started a YouTube, which is Arcade Monsters as well. Sounds like it should be pretty easy to find you guys for anybody that's looking. Yes, sir. Um, I want to thank you again, Adrian, for coming on here. Um, Anybody that is still listening to the episode, thank you. Um, Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Share the video with your friends. Uh, Hit the like button. Um, It was awesome talking to Adrian about this story. Um, Arcade Monsters, I didn't really know too much about. I have been following them, and they just... What they post is awesome, so you guys got to go check them out. Um, We'll be back next Friday with another episode, and until then, peace. Thank you, sir.